You're listening to the 212 Roundtable Podcast. You can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, and Google Podcasts, as well as Apple Podcasts. Be sure to leave a review and subscribe. You can also find the Brew Club at 212.beer. That's the number two, the word 12.beer. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching 212 Brew Club. Now on to the show. Welcome to another episode of the 212 Roundtable. I'm Tony Gullick. And I'm Brandon Winger. And this week, we are talking about two subjects that have nothing to do with each other. Because why not? Yeah, why not? It's, <laughs> it's my name backwards, and why not? It's Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. We're going to be talking about breakfast beers. Beers you can drink for breakfast. You can pretty much drink any beer for breakfast. True, but these beers in particular we chose because we thought they would be good. Yeah, hopefully. The other subject is... Making cider from scratch. Make your own hard cider. Something I've done in the past and Brandon will be doing today. Yep. We're going to do it, as you said, live. But not live. Live on, live recording. Yes, it's going to be a live recording. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so I guess we could just jump right into it. No, yeah, perfect. So so you, you, you took care of the beers for this. Thank you. Yeah, I did I picked up a six-pack. And then <laughs> I had some beer. So... Um, <laughs> So the first beer that we're actually trying, I've never had this before, um, it's Lakefront Brewery out in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, or Milwaukee. Ah, Milwaukee. Uh, it is the Fuel Cafe. Mm-hmm. Uh, never had it, but it is a, a stout brewed with coffee. I think I've had this before. Okay. I don't remember it, though. I feel like I've had a lot of beers from Lakefront, and this has to be one of them, right? It's certified organic. Ooh. The coffee or the beer? I don't know. <laughs> it just it says at the bottom certified organic by Oregon Tilth. Hmm. So, well, smelling it, I didn't get a whole lot of coffee. No, a little bit. Tasting it, you get some coffee in that man. That's good. Oh yeah. Mm. It tastes a lot better than it smells. It's it's not that it smells bad, but no. you don't you wouldn't expect it to be a coffee beer. Not at all. If, if someone put that up to me and said, "Hey, this is a coffee beer." I would say the same thing I just said. Uh, it's it's roasty. It's kind of bitter. Um, it reminds me almost uh, the same bitterness that Guinness has. A little bit. You know, if if Guinness was a bit more carbonated, I feel like that's what we'd get here. So I don't know how much coffee they put in this. this is, I'm sorry. And it did say what kind of coffee they used? Uh, it does not. It just says brewed with coffee. Oh. I'm sure we could look it up. but Yeah. We didn't do our research. Yeah, it's all right. It's uh, 6.4% alcohol. Oh, that's how you start your day. Six and a half percent beer. Well, it's got to be, I guess the whole beer is organic because it's got the USDA organic. Oh, yeah. That would make the whole uh, product certified. Even the bottle is organic. Oh, we can eat that. We can break that down. Oh, sandwich. Mm. Breakfast. Yeah, I guess. I'm trying to think of times that I've had beer for breakfast. And the only time really really comes to my mind, well, a couple times. One, St. Patrick's Day. when Doing festivities with, you know, uh... Fred's Bars used to do kegs and eggs, which is a lot of fun. You drink a whole bunch of uh, Jameson and Irish beers, and then you eat a whole bunch of food, and then there was a parade or going to a whole bunch of bars. It's a great shit show. I barely survived the ones that I was a part of. Uh, the other time I would see cracking open a beer for breakfast would be camping, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But, and that would be the days of Miller Lite and Coors Light. Yeah. 
But if you really wanted to, if you really wanted to just start your weekend in a good way, don't start your weekday or workday like this. If you really right. want to start your weekend, say you had something, something fun to do or you, you woke up late and you're, you're ready to get the day going and you want to have a beer. This is such a terrible way to like yeah. present all this. Hey, yeah. if you want to start drinking first thing in the morning, grab a Fuel Cafe. Right? Fuel Cafe is what it's called? Yep. That should be their, that should be their a, ad for That's the slogan. <laughs> hey, you drunk. You want to start your day with some coffee and your beer? Do you like coffee? Do you like vomiting early in the morning? <laughs> well, drink a shit ton of this. Call us in the morning. <laughs> Not that this beer induces vomiting. It's a very tasty beer. I really like this. Yeah, and I agree. That's a, it's, it's um, a good coffee beer. Coffee beers in general, I like. Yeah. Uh, it's a little light, like in yes. the body. Um, like a porter, almost. Yeah. I, I mean, I... You know, and it's six point four. Mm. I mean, I'm not expecting it to be a heavy, you know, beer, but it, it's. I feel like I would enjoy it a lot more if it was like that. But I also, at the same time, would not be able to drink as much of it if it was thick. True. Yeah. True. Well, maybe this. That's why this beer was made. This beer was made so you actually could have it for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Either camping or you no. know. Are there any times that you've had beer for breakfast? Are there times? Yeah. I mean, of course. Any ones in particular? Uh, they're called Mondays. <laughs> uh, no, um, like the camping thing, I've done that. Yeah. Uh, I think that's really the only time. Like yeah. beer for breakfast. That's a turn off. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I think like when we've brewed in like early that's morning true. brews. That's true. And and actually, some of the beers that we've had then have been like those pastry stouts, those yeah. big ones, which thought about trying to get some of those type of beers for this but it makes more sense to save that for an actual episode on pastry stouts we'd have to get unfortunately the pastry boys back (laughs) in for that and uh, we got to get ron back in or ron in for something like that i think oh yeah totally um but yeah there's plenty of beers now that are based off of breakfast we did one we did toast which was we actually used cinnamon toast crunch cereal and brandon and i also did our other uh cereal beers we did the Count Chocolate, Chocolate beer. Oh, excuse me. And then we did the... Uh, I'm going to have to edit that out. <laughs> and then we did the... The Frankenberry? Yeah, the Frankenweiss. Yeah. Uh, which both beers ended up on uh, Basic Brewing Podcast. Which, yeah. Were we doing the podcast yet when that came out? No, I think we had just started talking about it. I think you're right, yeah. Oh, no, when the episode came out, though, I think we had already... We had done a couple test runs. Oh, uh, we, we hadn't actually launched yeah. the show yet. Yeah, we ended up with two, the two beers I just mentioned, the Count Chocula Cereal Stout, the Count Stout, and the Frankenberry Wheat Frankenweiss beer. Uh, we sent to James Spencer at Basic Brewing Radio and got that on there. And there was two other beers that uh, those guys did. I know James Spencer did one, and uh, I'm a jerk for blanking on the other guy's name, but he's a local guy. He's been on their show a whole bunch of times. He did another. He did a beer as well. And I think they both used Booberry. Yes. Um, no booberry was used. And his, the, the guy's name who I'm forgetting. Is that where we got the idea to do it was? Yes, we got yeah. the idea from, I, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. yeah. I was listening to, I don't know if I was listening to Basic Brewing or watching one of the YouTube videos, but he had done the Count Chocula beer. And this the when they did the booberry ones, it started off green for them. Yes. Whereas our Frankenwise one looked like brains when it was sitting before it was waiting to be fermented. Uh, yeah. But the, the the guy's name, uh, idiot, uh, who, I can't remember. <laughs> uh, he, I, th- I believe he did a like a, a kettle sour of a blueberry. Maybe I could be wrong about that. I could be wrong. Maybe one of I thought one of them that did sounds a like sour. It would be good. Yeah, and whatever they did, it was supposed to be really good. But those cereals, cereals, those beers ended up uh, 
all of our beers that we've used cereal with has turned out pretty good. Did mm-hmm. the, the Reese's Peanut Butter Puffs Porter, which was pretty good. Had to add... All these beers, by the way, we added more adjuncts to it to make those better. And that, we could talk about that another way. But those are breakfast. I consider those breakfast beers because we've used cereals in them. Yeah. Um, but now there's also, uh, what is it, uh, Coffee and Cakes from Hubbard's Cave. They also had a French toast beer. That's the one I was, oh, was yeah. kind of hoping to grab for today. But those can be on the pastry. Those guys just make diabetes in a can. It's so delicious. You really got to drink that stuff with other people. That. And that's not a bad thing. That's, yeah, that is, that is not a knock at, at them at all. They make some, ooh, such good. I love that. I love all those. Videos. I feel like we, so good. we literally had this exact same conversation in the last podcast. Yeah, we, oh, talking say, about. Saying something about someone. No, it oh. was about, it was about Hubbard's cave. Mm-hmm. I think you literally said right. it's like diabetes in a can. You're like, right. Oh God. Deja I don't wanna, vu. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to give off the wrong impression. Where are we going? <laughs> Anyways, but all those types of beers, I feel like those would be good. A Pop-Tart beer. You know, why has anybody done that yet? We'll do a Pop-Tart. We do Pop-Tarts in the mash. That'd be a breakfast uh, beer. I wonder how that would turn out, though, like with the weird gel and the frosting. and. Well, I feel like the same thing with like the cereal. You're breaking down stuff in the mash. It's the what would. Oh, yeah. If it's in there. It's the same thing. You know, Emil wants to want to do the Oreo cookie beer. Um, which Maplewood has has done that. Have you tried? Have you had that? I have. It's oh. really good. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Hmm. It's really really good. Uh, they did a peanut butter cup of or a cup of peanut butter, whatever they call it. Uh, and they had a cup of s'mores as well. All those are really really good beers. Same thing. It's like diabetes in a glass. Good to know. Let's we'll try those sometimes. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah. So those are the type, those are those are some examples of what I think uh, breakfast beer would be it may be we're framing this incorrectly that maybe you should be drinking beer in the morning <laughs> but if you want a beer that reminds you of breakfast there's plenty of options out here coffee seems to be the most obvious one there's so many beers that have coffee in it that seems like the go-to and the two beers Mostly that we have yeah exactly and there's coffee ipas which i still want to try and do and i've had some good coffee ipas i've had a coffee cider that was very good i believe eris had it <laughs> Yeah, I haven't had a good uh, coffee IPA in a while, and I enjoy those. Yeah, it would be a good good one to try to tackle. I wouldn't mind. Do, I'd, I'd like to do a small batch of that at first. Well, yeah, because I don't want to do a big old batch of a coffee IPA and regret the day I lived. Yeah, well, so is the co- does the coffee go in the mash or how do they? It's almost like you you dry bean it. You what? <laughs> you dry bean it. <laughs> uh, no, it goes. You you you're using. Uh, coffee beans as like hops, so you're dry hopping, so you're dry beaning the the beer. Oh, okay. So just imagine using treating the the, the beans as as hops. So you could you essentially do could do like a five gallon batch and pull off a gallon and like sure yeah you want to try and test it out. Yeah. Although I guess you're just dry hopping, it's not really going to matter. Yeah, I, I I would assume that you'd want to do something a little more piney uh, as opposed to citrusy when it comes to a coffee IPA. I would see the citrusy maybe not being that great in, in my for my taste. I, yeah, I, I don't. The acidity from the coffee with the citrus. I know that's the the the, the dry hopping is with the beans is probably not going to add too much flavor that would be considered like acidic. But I just feel like the citrus would kind of just put me off uh, with the coffee. Yeah, I think do are they putting whole beans in there like knock around? Like crushed up, like you know, oh, the yeah. French press, kind of just broken up finely. Yeah, and then yeah, and I think it's like that. Or maybe people use whole beans. I don't know. I haven't done it yet. That was those are my understanding. I don't think you would it. get anything out of whole beans. No, not enough. No, no. It has to be 
I don't think so either. I don't know why I said that. Well, it's not like you can take it, oh, I'm going to dump my bag of Starbucks in here. Good. Probably. You probably would get something. I would assume the oils, and that's the other thing. The oils in there would probably kill the head. Oil always killing head. The worst. I wonder how, how do they get around that then? I'm not sure. There are some there are some beans that aren't like oily. That's something that I, yeah that exists. Uh, I you got re- the non oily variety. I remember watching a um, there's another podcast, The Beerist. They had a video where the host was in a video. He was uh, showing how to French press with coffee beans. And you can take any of your you know, favorite beers and just pour a little bit over these beans. And he recommended getting like some like artisan coffee that isn't like the store-bought stuff that looks like waxy and shiny. Because mm-hmm. some of those, all those are like coated with the oil and everything. And that some of these other like smaller places, you can actually get beans. And you can see the beans that are, you know, basically they look dry. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So there's no oil. So yeah, there'll be some oil. But there's uh, not enough on there to kill any of the head when you're drinking the beer. That'd be good. Plus the head, you know, in the head you'll get a lot of the aroma, so it makes sense why you'd want to have that. Yeah, I wonder, like, if any of the local places, you know, um, like Dark Matter or something like that, would have, Yeah, you'd probably get them fresh from there. Where's Stivers? Hey, Stivers. Yeah. Oh, there you Thanks go. Where's that place at? Southside. Really? Yeah. I'm not sure where on the south side. <laughs> it's down there somewhere. I'll have to ask Stephanie. She knows. But uh, yeah, back to this beer. As I'm, I'm almost done with uh, this pour. By the way, we're not drinking like a full beer here. We did just split twelve okay. ounces. Yeah. Don't you guys think we're going too crazy? <laughs> it's not like we're gonna drink anything barrel aged today. It is ten thirty in the morning. Yes. Hey, we're almost halfway through the episode. So we're good. <laughs> we're uh, we are having breakfast beers for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Mm. Fishing that off. That it really tastes more coffee the more you drink it. Yeah. And that bitterness is kind of gone to the wayside and i'm tasting just kind of coffee that'd be, yeah that'd be you know what that'd be a good i think one of the other times i'd have breakfast for jesus other times i've had beer for breakfast is when i'm on vacation just vacation in general when i've gone to when my family goes to a beach house in north carolina we've done that many times we would start the day with breakfast and then most people start their day with breakfast yeah well, <laughs> start the day with some breakfast and it's like nine or ten o'clock and we're already grabbing beers to go to the beach so that's i mean it's about the right time so it's like, vacation man hey fourth of july well it's past for this episode but fourth of july is right on the corner for us so i might as well get uh get into the mode of wine to drink in the morning <laughs> very soon i don't blow you gotta call in sick all all week just so i can start drinking <laughs> monday, in the morning. Through, monday through wednesday sorry boss i can't come in i'm so, lubing up my intestines hmm. for the weekend i didn't know where you're going with that <laughs> lubing up something uh so yeah this, that was the fuel cafe um so we can kind of go about this any other way if we want to jump into the other beer um, or we want to kind of transition to the cider talk. Well, what are we, where, where are we at right now, time-wise? 15 minutes. Why don't we knock out the second beer, and we'll spend the whole second half of the episode talking about cider. That works. All right. Look at us, planning ahead. Not really planning ahead, but planning on the fly. That's how we do it. This beer, this next beer that Brandon's so generously opening up. Suck. Yeah. We've done a vertical of it before, and by a vertical, I mean we've drink and drink. We've drank eight years of this beer, and it's uh, Founders KBS. 
Isn't that when we did the like, the QV too? We blended them. Yeah, we blended eight years of it, and it was awesome. And if I remember, my memory serves me correctly. It was me, you, Mike, and Ron, and it was the first time Mike and I had met Ron, and fell in love right we away. We fell in love with Ron right away. Uh, but it, the best year that we all well we all agreed that our favorite year was the 2014 and this was two years ago so it had already been three years old now i don't not sure what year what year we're drinking here brady 2014 hey look at that the year we liked i'm going back to it thank you sir now if you don't know founders kbs is the Fairlay's version of their ever popular breakfast stout which is a uh Pretty, uh, I guess, uh, do you know what the alcohol is on regular breakfast out? I think it's around seven and a half, eight percent, something like that. That's pretty good. That's, that's pretty high. And that, that is brewed with coffee and chocolate. Uh, that is a tasty, tasty beer. I love that beer when that comes out. Oh, yeah. And KBS, as I said, is their bourbon barrel aged version of it. When KBS first came out, it was a big to do. It's, I would say, when I got into craft beer, there were two big barrel-aged beers that I sought after, and it was Bourbon County and Founders KBS. Now, some people have said that this beer has kind of fell off, to put it bluntly. I disagree. I have question. Have you had this year's? I have had this year's. I don't think I have. I loved it. It was really, really good. It was at, I think I texted you. I go, hey, Jewel has it for like 19 bucks oh, yeah. for the four-pack. Um, this is a beer that you have to have fresh, in my opinion. Uh, everything will, the stuff will fade. You could age it and you'll have a decent bourbon barrel aged beer, but you'll lose a lot of the chocolate and you'll definitely lose the, the, the coffee. So that's what's going to be interesting about us trying this five year old version of the beer. Because when we had it, when it was three years, about three years old, we all agreed that we could still taste all those characteristics. So yeah. two years hauling that. Um, it'll be interesting to see where this stands, but, uh, KBS it, to me is, is still a, a solid go-to barrel aged beer and I look forward to it when it comes out every April. And if you can't get it in your area, I hope you trade it with somebody to, 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 to at least try it fresh. Definitely try it fresh first. Yeah, while I didn't buy it this year, I feel like I saw it a lot more. Yeah. Um, like stacks of it at grocery stores. Yeah. It's, I think it's more readily available. And because of the way that the climate has changed for bourbon barrel-aged beers, I think some people just, the, the, the guys that are out, that were originally chasing these this beer down, are now chasing Something the, next, the next Moby Dick. Right, that was the name of the, was the whale's name Moby Dick? I think so. No. No, it was the guy's Moby Dick. You guys can't tell I never read Moby Dick. Neither have I. Uh, should have just left that analogy alone and just said chasing the whale. Chasing the White Dragon. That's something different. Uh, so, yeah, I think a lot of people just kind of moved on to their next uh, next big beer, the next, you know, one you really had to, everyone was going crazy over. Uh, you know, right now, the, the big one is Toppling Goliath's KBBS. That's the that's the big to-do beer these days. Never had it. I never have it. Um, not going to get into that. I think again. I think I may have. We did. We yeah. did about what was we doing last week's episode? <laughs> Not getting to recap. No, we're recapping our recap episode. So let's get into this. So this is KBS. I can smell coffee on that. Oh yeah, I can smell coffee. I can get a little booze. 
Oh man. Mmm. I don't taste as much coffee. Well, no, there's coffee in that. I can still taste coffee in that. Yep. I can taste coffee, barrel, and some chocolate. That's delicious. Yeah, and it's not like um, some of the older coffee beers that we had. I think on one of the episodes, I don't know if it was an after the final pour or something, but I think I did. we did one of the coffee stouts that I had. The It was just bitter. Like green pepper? Yeah. What it was, was it? It was, there, it was during the... <clears throat> excuse me. It was during the second part of the bourbon county yeah, yeah. uh blowout which we did there were two different coffee bourbon counties that we drank one half of us thought was like green pepper the other one the other half of us thought it was like green pepper so it's kind <laughs> of a mix it was a mixed crowd of, of what we could perceive and it's it's funny how much the green pepper does come through on some of those beers and it's gross it is gross it is not Oof, it is not drinkable. It's so weird. It's so weird that that flavor comes out. Yeah, but I this does not have it. Which is good. Yeah. I would cry if it did. <laughs> Man, I could drink this for breakfast. I feel like I've had this for breakfast before. Well, and the carbonation is still really good on it too. Yeah, yeah, I did for five years. I mean, that's that's 2014 was must have been a really good blend. Yeah, um, whatever they did. They knocked it out of the park in that year. In another beer, I mean, Brad and I still have stuff to do today, but another beer that <laughs> uh, along the same lines is CBS. CBS, you, the original run of CBS, you brought over to me and Mike one day when I think we were brewing your Woot clone? Probably. I think that's what Sounds it was. Right. Uh, you brought over CBS. I lost my mind over that. I was so excited because I never thought I was going to try it. And that is the Canadian Breakfast Stout, which is. Basically, this and with maple syrup. Yeah, I think it's it's the aged in bourbon barrels that also aged maple syrup. And, yeah, and then right, yeah, were they maple? I see bourbon barrels, then maple, and then the beer. Yeah, sounds like something like that. Yeah, this is a podcast. We don't need facts. That one is also very good. The fresh one we had was super good. The two years ago when I got it. I had a bottle of it, and I cracked it open, and I thought it just kind of tasted like KBS, but then you shared a bottle again with me and Mike. <clears throat> I tasted the maple, and I thought it was great. I know that some of the other guys have said that they didn't get a whole lot of maple from it. This year, the last year that I had, that I felt like they were compensating, maybe for some of the complaints. Way more maple. There was way more maple. I don't think I... So I bought a bottle. I don't. I mm-hmm. still haven't opened it. I don't know if I've tried it. It's real. I like it. I like it a lot. In fact, I know Ron has some CBS left that he just, you know, he's not a huge fan of because he thought it was just not that great. Mm-hmm. And I was telling him, you know, don't get rid of it. Let's... Do something with let's it. Let's do something with it. We, it's a bourbon barrel aged out. And why don't we try and, like, uh, not French press, but... Mix in some actual, like when we were doing the French press with the Bourbon County stuff. Yeah. Add some maple syrup to it and blend it and you know, get yourself a maple bourbon barrel aged beer. Or what was it? Uh, taking, well, that, it's not a bad stout, so it doesn't make sense, but we were talking about making barbecue sauce out of like. Yeah, of, of the infected uh, Bourbon County. Yeah. Which I definitely want to do still with uh, Emil. Emil has a whole bunch of infections. <laughs> Emil's got a whole bunch of infections. What? Sorry, Emil. 
Anyways, <laughs> so yeah, here you go. That's two beers you could have for breakfast. They both have coffee in it. Uh, one's a little heavier than the alcohol. This is 11.2%. Yeah, I'm surprised I'm not feeling it as much as I should be this early in the morning. Um, but I would say um, for these two beers, they're both a good choice. You're on vacation. Uh, actually, they'd be really good. Like, uh, I'm trying to think, like uh, Thanksgiving break. Uh, I mean, a little Christmas break action, you know, around then. You want to start uh, Christmas morning uh, as the alcoholic. I, I, thought, I thought of another example of, like, drinking beer for breakfast mm-hmm. St. Patrick's Day. I already said that. Oh. But like, going to the parade. But that's, like, an example uh, yeah. of when I... Oh, you. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, when you were the Southside Irish Parade. Oh, yeah. Last time you were down on that, Andy stopped getting the invites. It's been two years. I didn't go... Mm-hmm. I haven't gone to any of them, so I stopped getting the invites. I asked him last year, or this year, about it, and he's like, I stopped sending invites because everyone knows where to go. I'm like, okay. Hmm. <laughs> he's right. I put all that effort into it. Everybody knows what's happening. Yeah, that, you know, that Facebook event that goes up, it's terrible. <laughs> all that work. Your face, Newport. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's take a break. I'm going to hit the head. <laughs> We're going to... Uh, Discuss making your own hard cider after drinking uh, some breakfast beers. It's a great combo. Yeah, it's the best time to do it. This is going to be great. Get tanked, make cider. the breakfast of the Beatles this morning. All right, so we discussed the breakfast beers, what you can drink for breakfast. And the theme was coffee. That was the only thing. Yeah, that was Basically, our theme. It's just coffee beers is what we were drinking for breakfast. All right, it was it was a little fluff thing to get to this part. All yeah. right, we couldn't spend a whole episode on cider because I've only made a hard cider once. Well, and it's also fairly simple, at least the method we're going about. Yes, and the method that we're using is a method I learned uh, from the guys over at Brewlosophy. If you are a home brewer who also listens to podcasts, there's a good chance uh, that you already are aware of Brewlosophy. But if you are not familiar with Brewlosophy and you are interested in home brewing, I would definitely recommend going to check out their webpage, which is Brewlosophy, I think, yeah, like brewlosophy.com. It's B-R-U-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y.com. They do a lot of uh, what they call experiments, which are experiments with beers. A lot of it has to do with uh, going against, uh, not going against, but testing out things that we have perceived to become common knowledge of beer making um, or, or, or trying out different ways of using grains and just a whole bunch of experiments. A lot of cool, cool stuff. Very informative. Definitely recommend checking out their podcast too. Uh, even if you're just someone who's into beer, it's kind of cool to, to hear their experiments. Um, there's a lot of nerdy terminology in there if you're not a, a home brewer. Uh, but you know, it's, it's still entertaining to listen to. 
Anyway, I remember listening to an episode that had to do with making hard cider. And uh, Marshall Schott, the host of Brewlosophy and uh, the creator of uh, Brewlosophy, he had mentioned that you can go and use cheap, and by cheap I mean inexpensive, uh, cheap, simple, 100% apple juice. Um, and by that I mean there are no preservatives in it because if you have any preservatives in the juice, it will kill the yeast and you will need yeast for this because you are fermenting it. So really all you need is about, if you're doing a five gallon batch, which is kind of standard for home brewing, uh, five gallons of 100% uh, apple juice with no preservatives, um, a bucket, some yeast, and some sanitizer. And that's pretty much it. You, there's some other things you can do to, to help treat it, like there's camphenin tablets that uh, people use in it. It's like a sulfur-based thing that helps fight bacteria and uh, do some other stuff that uh, yeah, my my knowledge is showing. I do some other things with it. Uh, I also use that in wine um, when finishing after fermentation. Uh, I did not use that. I had a bad experience with Campman uh, ta tablets with a beer because I wanted to get rid of the chlorine because I didn't have a filter in place. And I ended up with what I called fart beer. because it was a good fart beer. It was a good fart beer. It was not a good <laughs> fart beer. The beer smelled terrible. for Halloween, I Yeah, suppose. it was. It was my werewolf uh, pale ale or something like that. <laughs> It was uh, ugh, stinky. I did a coach like that too. Also, just stinky. So I stopped. I stopped using it. I didn't. I didn't Help use it. Yourself, I got no more Camden tags. Yeah, I ended up uh, just you know using the filter that we have. Um, so it's super simple. So Brandon is going to do this today, and he's actually going to do it here now. So what Brandon has here, or what is it? How many bottles is that there? Ten. Ten. How many? <laughs> half gallon bottles. Ten, oh, that makes sense. Math is hard for me. Ten <laughs> half gallon. Um, Jugs of this is like what, Kroger brand, Kroger brand, one hundred percent juice, unfiltered apple. That's the way they put that. Why would they not just put a hundred percent apple juice, unfiltered or unfiltered apple juice? It just seems like a wrong. Way. I'm, I'm, my OCD. Sorry. So Brandon, uh, Brandon's already <laughs> sanitized his bucket. He's got a five gallon bucket here, and he's going to now pour in. What are you doing? Oh, he's squeezing it back. <laughs> it's a little warped. Uh, Brandon is now going to dump the five gallons in. Listen closely. Maybe don't listen closely. It sounds like he's whizzing into a bucket. <laughs> yeah, it almost looks like it too. So really, I mean, it's it's super simple. So I almost feel like like should have put the yeast in first and then just pour this all over it. Hmm, you could have done that. Yeah, okay. oh, shit, you might as well. Uh, and tell them what, what yeast you're using for this. Uh, we're using the Lalamand uh, hmm. Belle Saison. Hmm. Uh, it's a uh, Belgian Saison style beer yeast. Um, oh, Dan Star. So, there you go. where was it? You The recipe that you were following, or the thing you had... You actually looked up the update or looked up the article before we started recording. Correct. And, and they re actually recommend using that. Yeah, yeah, the the original article, which I'm actually going to have the link. If you look um, wherever you're listening to this, I did add the link to this uh, Brulosophy experiment. On the update, he put, uh, I now use Danstar Bell Saison yeast almost exclusively. <clears throat> it does. Uh, it seems to require a little longer to fully finish fermenting, but I really like the character it adds. 
With this yeast, I start fermentation around 68 degrees Fahrenheit, leave there a couple days, then let it ramp up naturally to anywhere between 75 to 78 degrees. With using a Saison yeast, that makes sense. It helps brings out some of those other characteristics um, that, is, that you would, uh, familiar uh, flavors that you'd get in a Saison. So what I did this, I used, geez, it is a champagne yeast, uh, something 1137, maybe C1137, something like that. Uh, I'll have a link to that too in there. <laughs> I'm just going to link things from now on. Well, I champagne know. yeast is, um, people can't hear me, but that's pretty standard. Yeah, champagne yeast is... I was common. I don't know if standard. Yeah, standard, common, whatever. A lot of people use champagne yeast. I like the way that it turned out. It was uh, nice and dry. The other, so one thing Brandon is doing that some other people uh, that I didn't do, and a lot of other people do, depending on how you like your cider, a hard cider, is you can back sweeten it, <clears throat> um, which is what it says to do in the original brewlosophy. Oh, there he goes again. Uh, what, <laughs> what the original brewlosophy article says, um, by back sweetening, um, once uh, everything was, let's see, once it was done fermenting, he ended up adding the potassium sorbate and the metabisulfite uh, to it, and then back sweeten and package it. And by back sweetening, it adds a sweetness to it, so he used two bottles of 100% apple juice concentrate that were totally thawed, just poured them into the sanitized keg and rack the finished cider on top of it. So if you like a dry cider, which dry being not sweet, you don't have to do that. And the reason why I don't uh, back sweeten it is because my wife, Laura, who isn't a huge fan of beers these days, this really just sounds like you're peeing. It sounds like I'm in trouble peeing now. Oh, he's done. You should. Oh, nope, oh, we still gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> this is the weirdest bit of podcasting we've ever done. Uh, <laughs> I don't back sweeten it because my wife, Laura, I, the reason why I, I made the cider in the original, uh, first place was for my wife. She likes cider. She's not a huge fan of beer. Um, so I made this hard cider for her, and she likes dry ciders, and I didn't back sweeten it at all with the apple juice concentrate. But if you like your cider sweeter, that's another way to do it is to add the concentrate when you're packaging um, if you're doing it in a keg, obviously add the two cans of the concentrate to the keg. If you're going to bottle, uh, add it to your bottling bucket and, and go. So that'll be good. But Brandon is doing what I did, which was uh, just adding the juice, pitching the yeast, sealing on the top, and letting it ride. I waited a month for mine, uh, which seems to be a good amount of time. It will, and I don't know if Brandon knows this, but it will start smelling like farts in your basement for a little bit. Uh, that is from the fermentation. <laughs> uh, that the cider just kind of gives off that that smell uh, during fermentation. So that's just that's, that just comes with the the, the the territory. I can't wait. And really, once he's now, so now he's dumped all of those into the bucket. Uh, I would still give yeah, you still give it a good stir. Good man, you know what's up. Um, he put the yeast in already, and now he's gonna go ahead and stir it on up. Get some oxygen in there because yeast loves oxygen. Um, get and that sugar. and sugar. That's that's what they love, uh, and that'll help the fermentation process start. We'll then put the top on, and I'd say let it sit for about three weeks, um, maybe even a month. Check it in about three weeks. See where you're at. See the you'll check the gravity, because you can actually you probably want to do a, be a starting gravity too. So you might want to grab that. Do you have something to grab gravity with reading? Yeah. Perfect. So we'll find out what the gravity reading is on that, and then it'll drop down to, I think 1.000 is when it'll be done. 
<laughs> okay. So the gravity reading uh, is 1.050. That should drop down to about 1.000, which is what mine did. Ooh. The only difference between your uh, cider and my cider was that I did four gallons of apple juice and then one gallon of tart cherry juice, um, which added a nice tart cherry flavor to it. Yeah, I was looking to do, I was thinking about doing that, but I figured I'll start simple. Yeah, that was, I mean, go straight uh, juice. And if there's a juice that you like, you can think um, Kroger. Because <laughs> I know originally you were looking at actual apple cider. Uh, yeah, and I think the cider thing is what is bad. Like, that's why they had the... Yes, the... Um, potassium something, whatever. Yes, potassium sorbate, which is a preservative. Now, Mike has done a cider in the past where he went to a farmer's market and got five gallons of it. And it was a great cider. It was really good. You could... There is a difference between two ciders. His cider was, was, was really... It was rich. It was kind of like just rich and full of flavor. Is that the one that we brought to the brew fest? Yeah. The only problem with that was that we fermented it... We fermented it in a keg, grabbed a keg to bring it to the fest as something for us to drink, but forgot that all the troop was sitting at the bottom. Oh, yeah. So, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, the first couple pours were pretty gross. It looked like orange juice, and then it would pour delicious uh, clear cider. So now Brandon's got the top and the airlock on, and he is officially set for his very first cider. Did you get a name for your cider yet? Nope. Cool. I could name it after my son or something like that. But there you go. That's a good idea. Figure something out. It's the first thing you're brewing since he's been born. Yes. It's your first brew. <laughs> yes, it is. Baby's first brew. Uh, who should have had him down here for this? Oh. Great, he missed out. Um, yeah, so I would say uh, check this in about two weeks. See where you're at. And uh, maybe let it go for another week or two. See where you're at there. And then keg this bad boy up. You got cider, man. The other thing that you want to do when it comes to cider, well, you don't have to, but a true hard cider, uh, it's kind of sparkling. So you can, uh, by sparkling, I mean the carbonation. So if you're carbonating, yeah. if you're putting it in a keg, um, you want to set your PSI to like 30 for about two days and then decrease the pressure uh, to about 13 PSI and or wherever your normal serving, serving yeah. is and you should be good. And that's it. I mean, that's, that is... It's one of the easiest things to make when it comes to homebrewing. It's so funny. Like, I I don't know why I waited so long to actually do this. Like, I've thought about it for, like, ever. It's ridiculously simple. Yeah, I don't know why I haven't done another batch of it yet. Like, I'm actually go, I'm going to the store when I'm done here, and I might go <laughs> grab juice to do another batch of it. You gotta go to Mariano's, dude. They still got those two-for-one steaks. <laughs> That's something I'm doing tonight. Um, yeah, so I hope that was pretty clear and, and, and concise... I was kind of rambling on there. I, it was. I got scared for a second because that was the only one you could hear, except for <laughs> Brandon's apple juice pee. But yeah, uh, if anyone has any questions about it, feel free to shoot us an email, uh, 212brewclub at gmail.com. Uh, we we're happy to, or go to our Facebook page, uh, shoot a message there, ask questions. It's really, it's really super, 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 super easy. And I was, I was telling Brandon... Even if you've never brewed before, you could do this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's honestly, if especially for people who don't like beer and you like hard ciders, I mean, a bucket... Jeez. A bucket of top and an airlock is, what, 15 bucks altogether? Maybe, Probably. Maybe, maybe 20 at the most, depending on where you're going. And then you just buy the apple juice and some yeast, and um, you can get the iodine star, uh, star sand. 
I mean, you're looking for your very first batch, you're looking at spending maybe 45, 50 bucks because you're buying equipment. And then after that, you're probably looking at about 34 bucks for five gallons. And five gallons is 640 ounces. 640 ounces comes out to about 48 to 50 12 ounce bottles of hard cider. That's I mean, a lot of cider. Cider six pack is about 10 bucks. So do the math. You're yeah. Saving some money there. <clears throat> saving a lot of money. Well, you're saving some money. Plus, you could say it's something that you made. You can also experiment by adding other juices. Like I said, I did. Uh, I substituted one gallon of apple cider. I'm sorry, one gallon of the apple juice with one gallon of 100% organic tart cherry juice was the most expensive part of this when I did mine because those half gallon bottles were $8 a piece. Yeah, sure. So it was $16 for my, in my cider alone for, for that juice. Yeah, it's funny because I was looking at, I was thinking cherry at first. Mm-hmm. Just And the only reason I, I forgot that you had done cherry, um, but I was thinking about cherry just because of, you know, Mike's beer. Like, oh, that's So I had beer. cherry on the brain and I was like, oh. So I was looking up, there was places, I think Mariano's might even ha- have had it, like organic, like, um, you know, cherry juice, like from co- like concentrate. I was like, ooh, that'd be pretty good, but... Like I said, kind of wanted to go simple on this one, um, but then for some reason I always, I have this morbid curiosity in my brain of like if I do this if and when I do this again, which is more of a when instead of an if. Um, <laughs> like I don't know why I keep thinking like what if we put like brown sugar in there or something like that. Like, yeah, well, and that you can use for back sweetening. Yeah, uh, now also well um, I could be wrong. Sorry, let me don't quote me. On it. I don't know if it's back. So I know it will raise <clears throat> alcohol. It'll raise alcohol and dry it out if you add brown sugar. Because yeah. uh, my thought of was on that was actually boiling the cider, not boiling it, but bringing the temperature up to break down that the sugar. Sugar and the you molasses prob- in there. You could probably take just some of the apple juice, put it into a pot. Oh yeah, break down that sugar and pour it in. You don't have to boil. Again, I not a cider making expert here. I think there were some. There have been people who have said there are negatives to boiling the this or raising the temperature. Yeah. To, I don't know why, but I'm yeah. almost positive that the sugar, the brown sugar, adding brown sugar, how many times am I say sugar, is to raise alcohol. Well, I'm sure. And it'll dry it out more because the yeast is just eating more sugar. Again, I said sugar. But <laughs> uh, another one Laura wanted me to do was uh, cinnamon, a cinnamon one. And we've had our experiments with cinnamon fall. beer. Yeah. Thinking about doing that. I thought, I'm going to try another. Cider for the summer here. I know we're almost in July, but I think uh, while I'm out today, I'm going to go buy all the juice. Buy all the juice. And I think I'm going to try a pineapple one. What I've been told about pineapple juice ciders or a pineapple cider, pineapple juice cannot be added or should not be added until the end of fermentation and maybe when you're packaging because you will, uh, the acid in the, yeah, is the acid or some enzyme in pineapple juice will actually kill the yeast and the yeast will not eat the sugars and create the alcohol which we are looking for in this hard cider so you can use other juices any other 100 percent uh juice if you want to mix in some some type of berry juice or anything like that by all means go ahead knock yourself out i think a cranberry cider you can do a cranberry cinnamon cider for thanksgiving you can do a blueberry cider the, 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 the possibilities are endless well and it's kind of like this the same thought process goes around i was reading an article about Taking like Welch's grape juice mm-hmm. and turning that into wine. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much. I think Mike did that when he was a kid. 
That's High school. <laughs> Pretty sure he just fermented some mulches. Mike, you're going to have to confirm that with me. I know that you listen to this. We know you have like issues. That. Just confirm what they are. Yeah. Uh, I, well, think about those guys uh, that we met at the Great Lakes Brew Fest who just fermented pineapple juice. How did See? they do that? Yeah. Now that I think about it. So, to, I don't know if we've gotten into detail about that, but so these guys had... It was like... The moonshine of like, like a pineapple cider yeah. oh or something. I don't know. It was ridiculously good. But what did it? How did? How much alcohol did he say was in that thing? It was almost like twenty percent. Yeah. And I had Tony was chugging it. Basically, I had too much of it. I got so not good at the Great Lakes Brew Fest last year. It was bad. Brandon had to drive the van. <laughs> yeah, Tony was drunk before the event really even started. So that, that is. Kind of true, actually. Yeah, I was I was feeling pretty good about it. Was, time and it was well because those guys busted that thing out like right in the beginning. Hey, try this stuff. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, uh, but so I would be curious to figure out how they actually did that. Maybe we got to ask those guys. I think we got to reach out to them and see if they'd be interested in talking about some homebrew and stuff. Do you remember who they are? Power outage. Yeah. Remember those guys. Uh, and I got some other contacts recently about some other people who want to be on the podcast. Nice. So. We'll have some stuff. We also have to still do the follow-up to Fishman. We know. We didn't get a chance to do it this week. And we got some... The summer's starting to... we got to spread it out. Yeah. got to have some anticipation for yeah. things, man. And the, and the, and the summer... Just blow our load right at the beginning of the summer. Really. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, jeez. Now least, listen to us talk about ourselves. Hey, at least we're not... Uh, at least you're not kissing on this episode. Yeah, true. Secret lovers. Uh, but yeah, the, the summer is filling up fast, so we apologize if uh, it doesn't seem like we're doing much. But we are. We had breakfast beers and cider today. Cider making. But again, like I, I still think this, I mean, it's as simple as it is. Like If anybody's interested in making a cider, knowing how stupid simple it is, is a great way to just be like, hey, I'm going to go buy this and do it. The first time I ever thought about making cider... Kind of the route Mike went was going to the farmer's market and getting the fresh pressed cider. The article I had read years ago was get it, you know, get the container, open it up, put some, a cover on top of it, like to just let air flow through mm-hmm. and just let it naturally ferment for like a while, a week, yeah. cap it, put it in your fridge, let it sit in there for like whatever to kill, I think to kill the yeast um, or at least make them dormant. And then it's like, you have cider. I'm like... That seems ridiculously simple. Yeah. Well, I think the same thing is done with kombucha, right? You can make homemade kombucha. Can't you just like let it sit and ferment? And yeah, you pull it out of your toilet and yeah. put it into a jar. <laughs> put it kombucha. in a jar. I've had. I just had kombucha for the first time yesterday. Really? Yeah. It was a. It was over at Mike's. It was a ginger kombucha. It was pretty good. This is like ginger ale. That's all it tasted like. Did Mike have it? Or yeah, like... Mike had it. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, Brandon's not a fan of kombucha. No, I, I mean, I don't mind it. Uh, it was funny. When I was in Denver last week for work, um, our office conveniently installed tap handles. So there's like four tap handles. Nothing on tap yet. So yet. They, they're trying to figure out how to do it. Yeah. Um, and one of the guys that I work with, I was like, my first thing was like, oh, you totally put like cold brew on one of these if you're not, you know, wanting to fill That's them all That's a great beer. idea, yeah. Um, and he's like, yeah, or kombucha. And I'm like... How many people in this office do you think would actually drink a keg of kombucha? Oof. I was like, not a good idea. Yeah. Cold brew coffee is a great idea. It would be <clears> awesome. And, and you can even get wine on tap and like... 
I mean, don't use all the taps up before you get beer in there. Know, Wait right? to find out what the beer is going to be. Um, so yeah, so that was the uh, I'm calling it. That's the, the episode. Yeah. <laughs> that's the episode. We talked about some uh, breakfast beers, which are basically just some coffee stouts that were real tasty, and we got to hear Brandon pee into a bucket yeah. and make a hard cider. Fun times. Yeah. If anybody has any questions, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, you know how to get a hold of us on our. On, we're on Facebook, Two Twelve Brew Club, Number Two Word Twelve Brew Club. <laughs> uh, and that's the same thing for everywhere else, which is Twitter. Instagram, we have our own webpage, which has been updated in a long time. 212.beer. Yeah, sorry about that. And then here on the podcast. So, yeah, if you have any questions, suggestions, feedback, let us know. Send us a message. Thank you all for listening. Brandon. Tony. I love you, man. I love you, man. Bye, guys. Bye.